It's part of our finances. It's not only part of our own mental grind. We make our dollars work for us. Your money is supposed to do what you want it to do. Welcome to season number six of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can live life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, head over and grab one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business, because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, The Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas, and this is episode number 77. And today, today we're going to talk about something crucial. Today we're going to talk about goals, but not just goals. We're going to talk about what's better than goals. If you set your New Year's resolutions, maybe you've written down your goals. Maybe you've done this before in the past and it didn't work out for you. Today I'm going to talk about why that is the case. We're going to talk about what's better than setting goals or better yet, what's the missing, missing, I should say, ingredient when it comes to your goals. And we're going to crack that open right here, right today. So like always, you can utilize this information and take it and apply it to your life. So if this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome. Welcome. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life, how you can utilize it to live the life you want to live on the terms you want to live on. So if you're ambitious, your mom, your dad, your husband, your wife, and you're looking to take your finances to a next level, this is the place for you. And if you want to find out more about what we do, if you want to connect with us and the other misfits, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Sign up to get my best stuff and also make sure you become one of the misfits so we can grow this thing together, grow you together, grow our money together. So maybe we can take trips and have a good time. And, you know, if you've ever listened to any of my shows, I like to have rich friends and I want to. <laughs> that's one of my uh, motivations for having a show because I want to have friends and I want to have friends with lots of money so we can go see the world and do all this stuff together. So that's what we're all about today. We're going to get into this thing. We're going to get into it pretty quick. So I know you're busy. You ain't got a whole lot of time to be listening to me blabber on and all that good stuff. So we're going to get into it real quick. So let's talk about it. What's the issue? What's the problem? And the problem that I have is goals. Number one, if you don't have any goals, that's my number one problem, right? There is something to be said about having goals and not having goals. There was there's research after research after research over and over and over that proves people who have goals go farther. They go faster than anybody else does or the people who don't have goals. And why is that? I mean, really, we can kind of just think about it, you know, just off the top of our heads, it's it's really because if you know where you want to go, you can at least start, you know, paving a way to get there. But if you don't know where you want to go, if you don't know what you want out of life, well, what happens is, you know, old Jim Rome used to always say, you know, if you don't have a plan for your life, 
guess what? You'll just end up in somebody else's plans. And guess what they have planned for you? Not much. Right. So <laughs> it's important that you have those goals so you know where you want to go, what you want your lifestyle to look like, because that's what life is all about. It's about growth. It's about fulfillment. It's about getting those things that you want to get out of it. Right. And goals help you do that. And we're going to talk about goals and how to properly set goals. So one of the, the ways that people set goals, a lot of times they'll just write out resolutions. They'll write things like I want to lose 10 pounds. Right. Or I want to have more money or I, you know, I don't know. I want to go on more trips. Those are good things to want to do. But those aren't goals. Right. Those aren't those are just like ideas. Right. Those are wishes, so to speak. And that's really the difference between a lot of the stuff is do you have a game plan? Do you know what you're doing or do you not? Now, I'm not going to dig into goals today, right? This is not what this is about. Last year, we had a special bonus by my mentor and friend of mine, David Mbonitia. He did a VIP goal setting workshop, uh, exclusive deal just for certain people that signed up for it and paid for it. But anyway, he allowed me to be able to play that on the podcast. And that still is available to subscribers and misfits. So if you don't know, make sure you go to the website. You can go back through the feed or you just go to the website and log into your account and you'll be able to see that. I'm also adding new resources to that as well. Some worksheets some and things like that. You can write down and go through that. If you have not listened to those uh, that three part series, you need to listen to that. If you really want to know how to set goals, right? Goals at work. And when I say this, I, I mean this now. For those of you who don't know, Mr. Manitier is a multi multimillionaire, right? This is a guy that I watched literally staying at his dad's house, living on a twin size bed. All he had in his room was a twin size bed and, and, a, and a dresser. Right. And he it didn't even have a car. Right. And he, we would take him places. He would call. Like, can you give me a ride here? Can you? Today, he's a multi multimillionaire. Right. Because he connected with people that knew how to make this thing work. And one of those things he always attributes his success to is not only believing, but setting goals and setting goals a proper way. So it's a three part series. You got to get that into your life. Right. If you haven't done that yet for 2018 or 2019 or whenever you're listening to this. Right. If you have not done that yet, make sure you go listen to that today, this week, right now, Real soon. Right. Like yesterday, really, if you got a time machine, go back and and get this thing done in your life. Right. Uh, Because that is the definitive workshop that I I could that I know of that talks about how to properly set goals so you can achieve those things. Right. So we're going to recap a little bit of that today. Right. So we're going to recap that and we're going to talk about what's better than goals. What's the missing ingredient and then how to move forward with the proper uh, with the proper ingredients. Right. So we're going to lay all that out today. Right. So. Number one, what is a goal? A goal, as Mr. Minite put it, he basically say this is just a goal is a roadmap, right? It gives your faith direction, right? You can have faith, but if you don't have direction with your faith, you kind of just you sit still with it, right? So goals gives your faith directions. It, it goes back to that old scripture, right? Because it says, without a vision, my people shall perish, right? And that's real. You've seen it before. We see it all the time in our communities that people without a vision, people without hope, people without a way to go, people out without a, a plan, they just perish, right? They just sit around. Why? Because they fall into somebody else's plan, right? And we've already talked about that. They don't have much plan for you, right? So you got to get some of your own plans and then connect with people who also have their own plans and see how your plans can connect with each other and you help each other go to the next level, right? But that's a whole nother deal. But let's talk about let's recap what Mr. Minite talked about, the six steps to, to setting a goal. Right. And that very first step is to write it out. 
right? You can have an idea of what you want to do, but you need to write out the goal itself, right? And it has to be specific, right? But write out the goal, put it out on a pen, paper. You can, I wouldn't recommend typing it up. There's something about taking an idea that's spiritual, that's in your head, that's in your mind and putting it down in a physical place on a piece of paper with some pen or, or lead or ink or whatever you want to call it, right? Take it, that, take that thing that's spiritual, make it physical, put it down in real life, write it down on paper, right? The next thing you want to do once you have it done is you want written down, you want to write a date of completion. You've heard me talk about it, right? I am a recovering procrastinator, right? And if you don't give me a deadline, if I don't really want to do it, or if something else distracts me, yeah, it's probably not going to get done, right? You need to have a deadline, right? Because what it does is it takes your brain and it puts your brain to work. It's okay. This is what we want to do. We've written it down. Not only have I thought it, but now you put it down on paper and I see it and I'm saying it, right? I'm activating those five senses, right? Or much of those five senses, but you're activating your brain to say, hey, I know what I, I know what it is, what I want to do. Right. I've just written it down. So now not only did I think it, I can see it. And now I'm saying it. Now I'm giving myself a date to completion. So how do I get to finish that or complete this goal on that day? But the important part about that is it has to be a date that's believable. Don't say you're going to make 10 million dollars uh, in two months. Right. If you haven't figured out how to make a thousand dollars in a week. Right. Your brain's just not going to believe it. It has to be believable for you on your scale. Right. So you want to write down a date of completion. The next thing, the third step you want to do is make sure you write a list of obstacles that will get in your way. Things that will stop you or could stop you from achieving this particular goal by this particular date. Mike Tyson said it all the time. Right. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. <laughs> because everybody that stepped in the ring with old Mike, they had a game plan. Right. And then he hit him with that uppercut, hit him square in the mouth. And that whole game plan just just rolls out. Right. Because they weren't expecting that. They weren't expecting to get hit like that. They just like, man, I heard he hit hard, but I didn't know he hit that hard. Right. This is the power of writing down what your obstacles are, because anticipation is power. If I can see it coming, I can prepare for it. Right. I can I won't be blindsided. If you've ever played football, I, I played ball in high school. Right. The worst type of hit you can get was a blindside hit. Right. Number one, you wasn't ready for it. It hurts more than anything. Right. You were going in one direction and somebody hits you dead smack in the ear hole and it stings. Right. And then a lot of times you don't even know what happened until after you you're waking up or getting up off the ground. The other part is it's that one hit that makes everybody go. Ooh, so <laughs> you you in the middle you Friday night lights, right? You playing ball and you get ear hold. The whole crowd knows it, right? So then guess what? You go to school on Monday, man. I saw that hit. You got ear hold, blah blah. And you don't want to watch the film. It just rolls downhill. But anyway, I say all that to say this: you want to write down those list of obstacles that are getting your way, so you can anticipate them, right? So you can see them coming down the road, and you can prepare for them. The next thing you want to do is identify the people that can help you get there. And these are typically people who have been there before. Right. Maybe they're on the same wavelength as you. Maybe they're uh, upward mobility moving people. They're going in the same direction as you. But but specifically, you want to see if you can have some people who've been there before or they have the resources that can help you facilitate uh, the the things that you will need to get to that point. Right. So identify those people. Right. And then once you do that, you want to plan the work. Right. So you have the goal. 
You got the data completion. You got the things that will get in your way. Right. All your obstacles that, that could slow you down. Identify the people you need to connect with that can help you get there and then plan that out. Take all those things and make a plan for it. And, and, and as always, you want to make sure you figure out what's in it for you. Right. What's the reward for you? Really? Really? What is the reward? So a lot of people was like, well, I want to lose, you know, 26 pounds by May 13th. Right. OK. So they'll write the goal down. They have the data completion. Right. Here's the things that can get in my way. Well, I love hot dogs. I love donuts. I, I love going to uh, drink with the friends on the weekends. These are things I like. And these are the things that will get in my way. So let me identify some other people that can help me get to that. Do I know a personal trainer? Do I have a friend that's also wanting to do the same thing? Right. So I need to connect with these people. Now let's plan the work. Do I get with the personal trainer and get my diet together, get my get my workout plan, get my workout schedule together? Do I get with my friends and say, hey, this is we're going to work out on these particular days. These are the workouts we're going to do. So I plan my work. But then you got to get into it. It's like what's in it for me? Right. Because losing the weight is not the reward. Right. It's how we feel after we lose the weight. That's the reward. Right. So what is that reward for you? No matter what your goal is, what is it really for you? Is it that you're going to be feeling good in that bikini on the beach? Right. Is it that you're going to go, you know, I don't know, get into a competition and win a competition? Are you going to be able to run your marathon? Are you going to be able to go on a shopping spree? Whatever that what's in it for you. This is the thing that's going to keep you moving. This is the thing that's going to keep you going when times get tough, because times will get tough. Right. When those obstacles do get in your way, it's the thing that's going to make you push through it. And then those obstacles that you did not plan for blindside you. Right. This is the thing that's going to make you get back up and do it again. Right. That's how important this has to be. You have to figure out what's in it for you and the key is doing is you got to believe this stuff, right? You got to work really fast. Keep keep the vision in front of you. Keep the things that you want most right in front of you, and you got to do it all the time. And so that's how you set goals. That's the six steps to setting goals. Again, go back and listen to this workshop because there's a whole lot more involved in that. But I just kind of want to go over and give you the cliff notes of the goal setting, right? The six steps to actually setting the goal, but there's so much more that's involved in that, right? So you might've heard goals said before, you might've heard of smart goals, you might've heard of dream goals, you've heard of all this, but this is the definitive way. This is the way that I know, that I know that works, right? It makes sense. All the, all the, the boxes are there, they are checked, but what's better than goal setting, right? What's the get even more powerful? Right. What sets what sets you up to make sure that and that basically the thing you you never run dry that you make sure that you get the goal is that no matter for every goal, for everything you want to achieve in your life, there are behaviors that are tied to that. And these behaviors are called habits. Right. And habits are the missing ingredients to all the things you want to achieve in life. Right. Think about it. Everything you have today is because of habits that you have formed throughout your life. Right. Do you have a habit of every time you get a little bit of money, you go to the corner store. Right. Get you a bag of chips. A pickle. An icy or whatever the case may be. Like, so when I was a kid, every time I would get money, say I get five dollars right from wherever. Right. Grandmother, uncle, you know cut the grass, pick the poop, whatever I was doing, right? I would take that money and I would go straight to the corner store and pick up, I'd basically spend that $5, right? 
right? The $5 was gone. As soon as I got it, the $5 was gone. That was my habit. The trigger was money in my hand, right? Then I moved from that trigger to the behavior or going to the store and spending my money. And the outcome was I had no more money after I went to the deal. So the, the trigger was getting the money in my hand. The behavior was going to the store, spending it. And the result was not having any money <laughs> at the end of that, right? And we have these different triggers and these behaviors and outcomes throughout our entire life. When we were broke, it was the same thing, right? I would get the paycheck. I would, that, that paycheck, that would trigger, it was time to go spend the money, right? So I would pay the bills. I go out with the friends, family, whatever the case may be. I go buy something I had been wanting to buy anyway. Then the outcome was I didn't have any money. Right. That was basically that was basically the run through. Right. That's basically the gist of how my habits of being broke fed itself. Right. I, I didn't have any other different behaviors. It was just a habit. We all have habits. Right. Think about it like this. When was the last time you really drove from work to home and you really had to think about how to get there? Right. Maybe the first few times. But nowadays you're a pro at it. Your brain just works. It just gets you there. Right. You ever been? Now, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying this has happened to me. Right. I'm not admitting to anything like that. I'm not saying this happened to you. But there are people who get, uh, let's say, inebriated. Right. Which is you should not do. It is a terrible, terrible thing. They get inebriated and they get behind the wheel of a car and somehow, some way they end up at their home. They don't even remember driving. But somehow they got behind the wheel. Next thing you know, they're at home, right? Because the brain works in habits, whether it's conscious or not, right? Whether you're completely aware of it or not, it's just, it just works that way, right? And we have these same habits with our money or bad, bad habits with our money, right? If you've been working, say the last 10 years of your life, right? And you've made, I don't know, $50,000 a year. You know, you've you've made a half a million dollars, right? Ten times 50,000. That's that's half a million dollars. How much of that half a million dollars do you have today? Right. If the answer is none. Right. It's your habits that have gotten you there. Right. So no matter what goals you set. Because you didn't you didn't you didn't set out a goal to be broke. Right. It's your habits that leave us that left you there right it's our habits that leave us in that place because nobody's ever told us it's our habits that really makes the difference <laughs> right they'll tell you about your behaviors and you go oh i'm going to try to save i'm going to save some money this year right and what you'll do is you'll use your willpower right you'll use your your your, your willpower and your might and you're going to you're going to punch your fist and you go i'm getting it done this year this is the year i do it and you never pay attention to the habits that you have if you don't pay attention to the habits you have, the behaviors that you think you're going to adopt, they are short lived. Right. Because it's only the habits that really keep us going. And why is that? Well, when you have to make a conscious decision to do something. I've talked about this before. There is a such thing as decision fatigue where you get tired of making decisions. Right. Your brain is tired or adrenal adrenal fatigue. Right. That's that's also in a result of it. But you have these decisions that you have to make every day and you only have so much energy to make all these decisions throughout the day. Right. Basically, half of your day is gone is 
goes through you, the habits that you have. Right. There is something that triggers you. Right. Your alarm clock goes off in the morning and that triggers you to get up, go brush your teeth, get to the job, get dressed, get to the job. And whatever. That is a, a, a normal routine for you. It's become a regular. Be- you don't have to think about it very much. Now, some sometimes you got to push yourself to get up out the bed. Right. Because <laughs> you got to think about I got to go make this money. I understand that. Right. But for the most part, this is a habit that is that you formed. Right. And for anything to, to interrupt that, it's tough. It's tough to do that. Right. So that's why a lot of times we get on these these game plans, these routines or these decisions, these resolutions, so to speak. And they only last for about two weeks because we run out of willpower to keep going. We run out of the energy that it that it takes to make that decision over and over and over again. Right. So instead of trying to make the decision or utilize your willpower, what you want to do is figure out how to change your habits. And there's a great book out there called The Power of Habit. Uh, and I'll put a link to that book in the show notes, but you can find it on Amazon or whatnot. But the, the book describes how we how we're creatures of habit, just kind of how I talked about now. But of course, in a much more elegant way than I can say it. But it also talks about where habits come from. And not only that, how we can change those habits. Right. And implement new habits, because basically no strategy, no game plan, no set of goals is complete if you don't include the habits or behaviors that you have to change, that you have to implement. And this book, it talks about that. It talks about what I said earlier. There's a trigger, right? There's the, there's a trigger that moves you to do a behavior. And from that behavior, there's a reward that you get from that behavior. The key is to try to figure out what the reward really is, right? So in this book, the, the author talks about how Every day at lunchtime, there was a the lunchtime was a trigger for him to go down to the cafeteria and every day he would buy a cookie. Right. And and with this cookie, he'd buy the cookie. And then after he'd get the cookie in his hand, he'd go over and talk to his his colleagues. It was that behavior, that trigger of lunchtime to going to buy that cookie was the behavior. And the reward was to talk to his colleagues. And what happened was that behavior of getting that cookie every day made him put on the extra weight. Right. The trigger was lunchtime. Right. And then the behavior was the cookie. But the results was putting on weight. But that wasn't the result he really wanted. Right. So he was trying to figure out why did he do that every day? Why did he go down to the cafeteria? Why did he buy the cookie? And he initially thought he bought the cookie so he can hang out with his friends. But then he realized you don't really need the cookie to hang out with your friends. Right. Because the reward is the socialization. Right. But the trigger, the lunch and the behavior of buying a cookie just became a habit. But the reward was hanging out with friends and colleagues and talking about their day. So he said, what other behavior can I put in the way of that? Right. What was the real reward? And once he understood what the real reward was, which was having a good time with friends, he realized that the cookie didn't have anything to do with this. So he put in a new behavior. Instead of getting a cookie, he'd get something else, maybe get a water or maybe he wouldn't do that at all. He would just recognize that the cookie was not really necessary. And the reward was twofold. He would still be able to talk with his friends, but now he'd lose weight because he didn't get the cookie anymore. He implemented the behavior, the trigger, the change in the behavior and a new habit to get what he wanted out of life. I do this all the time. If you if you pay attention to. Um, the goal setting. Right. And if you're familiar with how we do our buckets, right, the misfit bucket system, if you're familiar with that, it's all based on habits. Right. Setting up frameworks because that's all habits are right They're frameworks So your brain does not have to think. 
right? Because the more your brain has to think, the harder it gets to make decisions, right? The harder it is to focus on other things that you want to do in life. It's harder to focus on growth, right? And, and moving forward because you're so busy dealing with the same old, same old, same old. So the brain creates habits so you don't have to continue to do that, right? For example, there are certain things that bother me as a kid that no longer bothers me anymore, right? So if somebody didn't want to play with me as a kid, I would get really upset. If somebody wanted to hang out with me today as an adult, it don't bother me at all. Right. My brain has developed that pattern. Right. It, it's developed that. This is just the way it goes so I can move on in life. Right. So we, we can do this purposefully. Right. But that's why I always talk about the frameworks, because the frameworks are just guidelines to help you create habits. Right. Because, again, without habits, you have to rethink everything. You have to remake decisions, which opens the door to second thoughts. Right. To to second guessing, I should say to doubting yourself, doubting your goals. Do I really want to lose this weight anyway? <laughs> right. Do I really want to be saving this money? Life is short. Right. And do I really want to retire? Do I really even believe I'm going to get there? Do I even you see what I'm saying? Once you start bringing in doubt to the equation, things change. Right. Because doubt left on check leaves unbelief and in unbelief. You just forget about it. You throw it out the door. Well, this workout thing, it don't work anyway. It hurts too bad or or whatever the case may be. But what happens is you can't keep your mind on your prize. You can't keep your eyes on what's in it for you when you're trying to make a decision to do the thing every single day over and over and over. So the focus is not the behavior itself, but the focus is on the, the habit, creating a new habit, creating that creating that that framework. Right. So I hope that makes sense. So what are some habits that um, that are maybe good for you for 2018 so you can get your money together so you can get your money right? Um, and here's some of the habits that I practice. Right. And I teach all of our clients, all the students, all the other misfits that email me or talk to me or signed up for one on one sessions or whatnot. This is what we teach. Right. And because this is what we do. Right. One of my favorite habits that I have that I think has changed my life, my financial life. And I talked about this last week as well. But it's the habit of asking, is this what I want most? All right. So every time I'm up on a buying decision. I ask, is this what I want most? Now, I try to eliminate a lot of my buying decisions, right? We've talked about that before but through our framework, right? Uh, but when I do have to make buying decisions, I ask that to myself. Do Is this what I want most or is this just what I want now? Because we know now, if you've been listening to the show it, any amount of time, that the chief cause of financial failure is giving up what you want most for what you want now, which is also happens to be the very definition of immaturity right my son right he gets money he doesn't save the money for what he wants most he he's saving the money because he, he can get this now right i'm at the store now and i can get it now i can walk out with something in my hands right now i know i want this but i, I got this in my face right now he doesn't have that ability well he does now but when he was younger he didn't have that ability to wait he didn't have that ability to, to hold off he didn't have the ability to see further and recognize what it is that he wanted most so this is a beautiful habit to have. And like I said, it's probably one of the most important habits that I have built in my life. Right. And you should think about doing that. Right. And so what is the trigger? The trigger is the buying experience. Right. What's the behavior? Asking myself this question. Right. What's the reward? The reward is getting what I want most. Right. If I know that. So if my, my old habits was <laughs> the trigger was I got a buying decision. Right. 
And the behavior was you would ask, do I have the money in the account? <laughs> right. And you walked home with it. Right. Uh, you got a reward. You, you walked home with something. But is it is it what you really want? Right. Is the habit really moving towards the end game of, of what you want out of life completely? Right. Is it really going towards a, a worthwhile goal or is it pleasing the the advertiser's goals? Right. Or the inner child in you. Right. Is, is that what it's doing? So hopefully that that kind of makes sense to that. The next habit that you want to have, if you want to get your money right, the next habit is the habit of savings. You, you're going to have to learn how to save. Right. But you also got to understand what my definition of savings is. There's no such thing as savings for savings sake. Right. There's just no such thing. Saving is nothing more than putting money to the side to to, to the side to be spent later. And the only way to properly save is to put that money to the side with an assignment. This money is for something. Right. And so you got to know what you want, first of all, to be able to even start saving. And if the thing is not worthwhile enough, then you won't save for it. Right. So save. That's a habit that you really want to try to build up in your life. It's, it's a worthwhile habit and you, you won't get rich without it. You will never build wealth without it. Now, you won't build wealth by saving. Right. Nobody gets rich and wealthy by saving. Uh, you've you've, I've, you've heard me say it before and I've heard Kiyosaki say it. Savers are losers. Right. So if you're trying to save your way to wealth, it's over. You've lost. Right. Because you can't save enough. You can't save fast enough to keep up with inflation, to keep up with the cost of living, to keep up with the dollar devaluing. Right. So every year our dollars buy less and less and less. Right. So you, you you're not getting enough money in anybody's savings account to keep up with that. Right. But you do have to learn a habit of saving, though. You won't get rich by saving. You will never learn to get rich if you never learn to save. Period. Dot the end. I, I can't explain it any better. The other habit is the habit of growing. Right. Always knowing that you can get better. This is a one of the things that changed my life as well, that I knew that who I was wasn't who I had to be the rest of my life. I could change. I can get better. If something was hard today, I can get better at it and make it easier tomorrow. Right. If I just grow. So I have this habit of always putting in new information. Right. I've stopped listening to music years and years and years ago. And I still listen to music, especially if I want to get myself in the mood uh, or, you know, if it's appropriate at the time. But one of the habits that I picked up as far as growing is I listen to podcasts. I read books. I listen to audiobooks. If somebody has an idea or a recommendation, uh, just the other day in a Misfit uh, Facebook group, uh, one of our Misfits recommended a book. She was like, look, you got to read this. This is a must read. She put the title in there and I said, OK, boom, I get I get the title. I go check, to see if I can get it. I get download the audio book. I don't have time to read it, but I knew I had time to listen to it. Right. I have made a habit and when somebody recommends something like that, especially so highly, I pick it up right then and there. That has become a habit of my life. Because I always want to grow. I always want to you know, continue to get new information and get new ideas because it's those things. It's what goes in is what comes out. Right. So I'm always putting new things in my mind. And with that, our income has grown. My skills have grown, which means I'm able to buy more assets, which means I'm able to get more income, which means I'm able to get more time. Because remember, we invest for just a few things. One of those things is time. The other those things is money. And the other one is peace of mind. That's the only three things I invest for. Right. Peace of mind, money and time. Right. Anyway, it's a whole nother show. So a habit of growing. Right. Another habit is a habit of looking ahead. If you look at your circumstances as they are today, you'll be stuck where, where you are today. You always want to make sure you're looking ahead. 
we talked about the benefit of this earlier, right? While looking ahead, you can see the obstacles that are coming, right? But you can also uh, look ahead and see the things that you're doing and see what outcomes you're going to get based on the behaviors that you have, based on the habits that you have. So if you have a habit of every week you're getting paid, you go out and drink it with the friends, and you spend a hundred dollars every time you go to the bar Well, you, you know, you have a habit of you're going to spend five thousand dollars over this year just at the bar. Right. I used to do that. Right. I would go out and go to the bar and I would do that two, three times a weekend. Right. Now, I never would have a tab of less than a hundred dollars. Right. Because I was buying friends and buying for myself and and yada, yada, yada. Right. And it was a bad habit. Right. And it was costing me a lot of money. I don't have that habit anymore, obviously. But. I recognize that I could see ahead now that if I kept that habit, this is how much money I'd be losing. And this is how much further away from my own goals that that I will get to if I don't change this habit. Right. So always a habit of looking ahead. If I make this purchase today, what does it mean for me tomorrow? Right. So it's a beautiful habit to have. Uh, the, the other one is checking your progress. Right. So you can't you can't count on what you can't account for. Right. So you always want to check your progress, whatever I'm doing, whatever habits that I've decided I'm going to do. How is it going? Right. Is it am I getting am I am I going in the right direction or am I going in the wrong direction? Is my life getting better or is it getting worse? Is it making my family happy or is it making them bad? So we do this a lot in in, in the fire ground. So in the fire department, you know, we'll do things. A lot of stuff we don't have game plans for. Right. Because every fire is different. Right. Every emergency EMS call is different. Right. Every single call is different. Now we have guidelines. We have certain skill sets. But every time we go to a call, it's a completely different scenario every single time. Right. Because it's a different person, different circumstances, different day, different weather, different wind speed, different address. It's different everything. Right. So we figure out what it is that we're going to do. Right. Then we do it. And we have to check our progress. If I go to put this fire out and I'm in this house and I'm fighting a fire, but it's getting hotter than it was when I walked in, I'm doing something wrong. Right. It should be getting cooler. (laughs) Right. If I'm putting a fire out properly, I'm in the right place. It should be getting cooler. It should not be getting hotter. If it's getting hotter, I need to back the heck up and then figure out what's going on and get another game plan. Same thing in EMS. If I give somebody an IV and I give them a drug, right, and the drug makes them feel better, then we're we're rolling in the right direction. But if I give them something and then they turn pale white and they stop responding to me, well, I'm I'm not doing something right, (laughs) right? I have to recheck what I'm doing. So I have the privilege of doing that in my job every day. So it's it's an easy habit for me, but you want to do this in your own life as well. This is one of the the reasons why I don't necessarily like investing in a stock market for the long term, right? Because it's hard for me to see how well I'm doing. This is why I like cash flow investments, right? So I'll put money into something. It immediately starts putting money back in my pocket. So I can see that if the money stops coming on a month to month basis, it triggers something in me. Go, Oh, wait a minute. There's money not coming from here. I need to do something about it. But what happens if I put money in a market or with a money manager I don't think about it anymore. I don't know if it's doing what it's supposed to be doing or not. I may get a quarterly report. I may get a yearly report or I may not even just think about it. And then I look up 40 years later. Maybe I don't have enough money to, you know, quote unquote, retire. Right. Which, you know, I hate that word anyway. But get used to checking your progress. Uh, When we talk about building up your contingency fund, a.k.a. your emergency fund, we give you small checkpoints. Right. That you can utilize so you can check your progress 
one of the benefits of checking your progress is if you are progressing, if you are moving forward, you reward yourself just in in the fact that you can see yourself moving forward. Right. The opposite of of depression is progression. Right. If you see yourself moving forward, you feel better about yourself. You feel better about your decisions moving forward. You're just a happier person. Right. You so and usually what happens is everything else works out pretty well. Right. So get used to checking your progress. Don't be afraid of checking your progress, because I know a lot of times we want to stick our heads in the sand. and We're like, well, I don't want to see how bad I'm doing. Look, you got to pull that Band-Aid out, baby. Right. You got to grow up. It's time to get it done. Right. Check your progress and make sure that's a habit of yours. If you don't know how to do it, stay tuned. We're going to show you how to do that. I promise you. And then probably one of the best and one things that I I say this a lot. Right. (laughs) I'll just say this. Probably one of the best habits is the habit of of being grateful, right? Counting your blessings on a regular basis because you're going to have to pick this up in life in general because if you don't, it will never be enough. If If it's never enough, you're always frustrated. And if you're always frustrated, remember, you get everything that you think about. Right. So if if all you're focusing on is your frustration, you're just going to get more of your own frustration. Right. This is this is how it works in real life. You know, every day and you can see it. Right. I know people who have road rage. They get road rage and they get really upset. And really what happens, usually what happens after that, something else bad happens. And then their whole day just starts rolling downhill all these bad things happen to keep happening back to back to back because that you attract more bad stuff to you so you don't want to live in a life of frustration the way to combat that is living a life of gratitude being grateful for what you do have and recognizing that because that's really the only way to be ambitious and content at the same time it's a delicate balance right for me to be happy with my life but not satisfied right it's a it's a constant struggle for those of us who are ambitious. We want more out of life, but <laughs> we're not unhappy where we are today. Right. And if you are unhappy and you want more out of life, chances are you're not going to get more. You're just going to get more of the unhappiness. You're going to get more of what you're focusing on. And that's a bad thing. And it never works out in your favor when you're doing that. So make sure you're checking that, checking your habits Checking your thoughts, right? Those are some of the habits that have worked out for me. So those are some of the habits that I recommend that you do, that you pick up. Also pick up that book, The Power of Habit. I'll put that in the show notes. But that's what I do. This is what this is the, the key ingredients to your goals, right? So you do have your goals. You got your six steps on how to how to establish a goal. If you haven't done that yet this year, you're never too late, right? We just utilize the, the new year as this is just random time frame. You can start a new year today. You can start a new year right now if you want to, right? You don't have to, you don't have to, excuse me. You don't have to wait to 2019 or feel like you've missed out on January 1st. You can start right now, right? Go and listen to the VIP workshop by Mr. Manitia. It's a three parts, three part audio series. Go listen to that. Get your goals in place. Get with your baby, right? Get with your wife or your husband. Y'all work this thing out together. Then once you have that, figure out what these habits that you're going to build into your life, because it's those habits that automatically build all the stuff up for you. Remember, if you look at these habits, I talked about touched on this earlier. If you look at these habits that I just talked about, right, asking yourself, what is it I want most? The habit of saving, the habit of growing, the habit of looking ahead, the, the habit of being grateful, the habit of checking your progress. 
our financial system, what we teach, the misfit money system, is directly related to this. It's directly built on this this foundation, right? Look at the buckets, right? We have the giving bucket, right? This is the part of us being grateful as a habit. We give because we feel it makes us feel abundant. We give because we know more is coming. We give because we are grateful for what we have, right? That is built into our money. So every time a dollar comes in, 10% goes to giving. Our next bucket is the wealth building bucket. It is the bucket that says, look, for every dollar that comes in, we're going to build wealth with it. 10% of it is going to go to build wealth, no matter what. It's our framework. It's our habit. It comes in. That's where 10% of that money is going to go. All right. Then we have our big savings bucket. So our savings is automatically built in. We know we need to pay down some debt. We know we need to replace the car one day. We know we need to buy a big furniture. We just got a beautiful furniture set for Christmas. Matter of fact, you know what? We didn't pay for that. That came in. <laughs> we were saving for one. But look, look how that works. Right. You just focus on it. it comes. That was a Christmas gift. Thank you to the in-laws. We love you. But anyway, we, we know that we need to save for things. Right. But we have to save for things, not just save to save. Right. But it's a beautiful habit. It's built into our, our financial system. We know we need to get better. Because you can only earn as much as your brain has allowed you to earn today. If you could earn more, you would be earning more. Right. So you need to get more ideas. You need to get more skills. So we have money set aside just for getting better. Right. Just for improving our marriage, just for improving our skills, just for strictly for getting better, because it's part it's part of our finances. It's not only part of our own mental grind. We make our dollars work for us. Right. Your money is supposed to do what you want it to do. Right. It's it's an extension of you. So we do that in in our bucket system. We want to have a good time. We want to experience life. This is also part of the gratitude thing. Right. This is also part of looking ahead. Right. Being able to see what's going for. See what's what's coming down the road and be able to look forward to it. So every month we use utilize our baller bucket to look forward to something we're going to do that we wouldn't normally do to something we get the ball out on some something we get to have fun. So we utilize our money to have fun. It's built into our system. All these habits are built into our system. Right. And then with our necessities, we always ask, you know, is this what we want most? Right. So I don't have to figure out whether or not I need to cut the cable or if I need to, you know, whatever. I just ask, is this what we want most or is this what we want now? What do we want most? Right. And so our habits, the habit of doing the money the way we do the money reinforces the habits. Right. It checks us. And it keeps us in line and we don't have to make those decisions. All right. The framework is already there. It's one less thing we have to worry about. So now I can focus on being a better husband. I can focus on being a better father. I can focus on being a better firefighter. I can focus on being a better podcaster. Focus on being a better teacher. Focus on being a better leader. I can focus on better health. I can focus on all these things because money is out of the way. Money has already been tamed. And that's the beauty of what we do. And that's all I got today. So (laughs) hopefully that was helpful. If you felt that was helpful, let me know. Share this out with one other person that you think that could benefit from this. Right. I want to know what habits that you feel like you're going to adopt this year. What habits do you need to get to make sure you get what you want most out of life? Let me know in the comments. Remember, I, I I got this brand new comment system for everybody. Come on over there. Show me how it works. Let's communicate with each other. Come to the show notes page and leave a comment. Let me know. What is the new habit that you're going to adopt this year to help you utilize and get to where you want to be this year, 2018, not 19, not 20, but this year, right now, if that's you, right? 
So again, remember, if you don't get your money right, somebody else will get your money, right? So let's get it. Let's do it. And we can do it together. Again, thank you so much for listening. I love you. God bless. MPS. MPS. I said we're talking about